If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cut a weight coat, perfect fits. What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and this is another episode of The Rotten Pea, and it is Spooktober. Spooktober. Is that what we have officially labeled this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. I, mean, I think that's what everybody calls it. Okay. Has- Oct-, Oct is out. Yeah. It's super It's super lame. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here with... Uh, Oct is out? Oct. Yeah. Like October. Oct- we don't say I feel like I'm like way behind on these times. I haven't heard either of these things. You haven't heard October? <laughs> I've heard of October, okay. not Spooktober, or okay. the Oct is out. I just said that right now, maybe for the first time anybody's ever said. Oh, okay, it. the Oct is out is is new. That's like a, <laughs> okay. that's a well, right he now. Said it that's just that's a rotten the same exact way he said the first thing. Uh, it's no, like, oh, it. it's another thing I don't know. It's understandable. I'm just <laughs> confident. Got it. You know? But we're gonna make it a thing. Yeah. Hashtag the Oct is out. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Oct is out. Isn't well, that what Spider-Man says at the end of Spider-Man Two? Yeah, the Sam Raimi one. Yeah. The Oct is out. Out of contention. He lost. He looks right at the camera and says it. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, he breaks yeah. the fourth wall. I think we need to Once watch he that kills movie again. Hawk. <laughs> well, I'm here with uh, three of my friends who've been talking for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. And I'm Scott. Wow. Scott uh, was smiling. I thought for sure he was going to say a different name. And also, uh, this is Rotten Potatoes, a show where four friends sit down and review movies that you absolutely should have seen already. If Tyler yeah. didn't say it, we wouldn't ever say it. <laughs> I forgot that that's what this is. You thought we were just Wait. here to talk? Yeah. And we just played that that bit at the beginning for no reason? Yeah. This is a podcast? Apparently. <laughs> Every Everything Scott speaks is into a microphone these days. That's true. Yeah. No. I just carry it around with me. Yeah. Just so I can talk to people. And sometimes I record it. And then that's a podcast. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's a novel idea. Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, Young Frankenstein, which I love. And uh, I don't I don't know if these guys did. (laughs) We're going to find out. We will find out. We're going to learn today what we thought of Young Frankenstein. Can you tell our listeners what Spooktober is? Yeah, it's just it's like October, but because Halloween is in October, it's a spooky month. How about no, in for con- us? Yeah, in yeah, for us, as it's relevant oh, to, relevant to us. Right oh now. yeah, well we're gonna be talking about some uh, Halloween adjacent movies. I wouldn't say that they're all scary like this one, but uh, we're gonna be doing some Halloween themed movies. Yeah, oh. so this is our first theme month that we've ever done. Yeah, and you guys can expect that from us. We heard. Uh, your your thoughts and uh, and we're giving thoughts back for your thoughts pennies even for your yep. thoughts so you can expect another theme month in December what's in December uh, Hanukkah yeah so we're gonna do oh, we're all just gonna Adam do crazy Sandler nights. movies <laughs> all Adam Sandler we're movies all four gonna we're do doing a crazy nights and, and we're just gonna, gonna review it four different times oh we're not just gonna release the same episode four times no, no, we have to review no. It four different times yeah. yeah okay so that'll be fun uh, but no in December we're gonna do Christmas and uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves but I think we had talked about in February doing, doing rom-coms uh, rom-coms yep. so yeah. we uh, or just romances if we want romance yeah. yeah yeah and then we'll do Independence Day four times next in July. July. Yeah. Independence Day yeah. and then Independence Day two resurgence. Yeah. And then Independence Day again and then the Patriot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Independence two day. 
<laughs> That's what the is second one a, should have been called. Yeah. Is there a Roland Emmerich director's cut of Independence Day? Uh, n- thank God, no. I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and he did the Patriot too. It would just be—I yeah. forgot. He it would yeah. just be a Roland. Did he Emmerich also do month. Independence Day too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to look up more of his films because I—I guess I really like him. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you've seen every single one I'm already. already. I yeah. think that TBS has a contract with Roland Emmerich. Yeah, <laughs> he he did a 2012 with John Cusack. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Uh, he, I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. I think he did. He uh, did the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Yeah. Matthew Broderick Godzilla. I did see that one, but he I don't did remember the anything Jamie Fox it. white house down. I never saw that one. You got to catch up. On yeah. You got to catch up. These seem like they're up your alley, you know, probably. And I think he did the day after tomorrow. Check. I uh, did like day after tomorrow. Check TBS tomorrow morning. I'm sure one of them. What? I'll drive over to my dad's house. Yeah. Roll. You don't have cable just to have TBS. No, I don't have cable at all. But also, I would need my dad there so I could sit in my underwear and watch it. You're not allowed to be in your underwear without your dad around? Well, not if I'm watching a movie. I'm not weird. Okay. Yeah, not weird. <laughs> that was a weird, uh, Jake. <laughs> I don't remember the last time my dad saw me in my underwear. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just the facts about this movie, uh, Young Frankenstein. This was uh, directed by Mel Brooks. It was written by Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks. And uh, for whatever reason, I think uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, I saw that uh, Mary Shelley actually got uh, like not story by, but like s- like writer's credit. Oh, I didn't see that. And it was like, I, like it could have just been a like a uh, where I found it. It could have just been like a, a typo or a miss, you know, miss thing. But uh, she was dead. I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> she wrote this. But she wrote this. She was a good friend of Mel Brooks. She might. Maybe it's because she is Frankenstein. Like she's come back to life. Oh, so she and, put herself back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or not Frankenstein, but the monster. This was uh, released uh, December 15th, 1974. Uh, Rotten, uh, the other guys, man, I almost... Close call. Uh, oof. Yeah. Can't he give them free advertising. You're going to have to bleep that. Yeah. yeah, I cannot give them free advertising. Mm, no. The other guys gave this a 94%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was some exasperation from Zach and, and or Scott. I was just laughing at Zach. <laughs> Uh, IMDb gave this an eight. Uh, it did $86.2 million box office on a $2.7 million budget, which I'm not sure what on earth they spent $2.7 million on in this movie, but probably getting all the original electrical equipment from the universal Frankenstein movies. (laughs) Oh, like, so it was all the, yeah. Mel Brooks found out that the guy, I forget his name now, uh, was living in LA and he went and talked to him and he's like, Hey, we, can we rent this for the movie? So like the prop master or whatever from the original Frankenstein, the universal Frankenstein movie. Yeah. He he just kept it. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that those kind of people were allowed to keep what they made, but he did. Yeah, I don't I mean typically not, but I guess sometimes like you see like actors like they I think they call it like saving like the, like I they they have like a a uh euphemism for stealing props from movies. Mm-hmm. They but I yeah, anyway, I don't uh, but the entire electrical equipment that was impressive that he still had all that. Yeah, I, do you think that's just how he decorated his house? <laughs> yes. I'd like to believe that this guy's house was decorated like permanently Franken- decorated for your spooktober. Frankenstein's yeah. dungeon. Uh this one no academy awards. But it did get two nominations. It was nominated for best adapted screenplay for Mel Brooks and uh best sound mixing 
Uh, I thought Cloris Leachman. Oh, she got nominated for a Golden Globe. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what we're going into. Jake, you nominated this movie. Tell us why you love it and why you nominated it. I lo- I think it's just so. I think it's a lot of fun. I like just very silly and fun. I love the aesthetic, and I don't I don't like scary movies. Um, yeah, at all. And so when I heard that we had to pick Halloween movies, I was like, well, let's let's do one less scary movie. Yeah. And I, I genuinely think it's funny and silly. Um, yeah, I just like, I I enjoyed it the whole time, but as soon as I started watching it, I regretted it because I remembered who I was doing this with. <laughs> I was like, they're going to hate this. It was, I will say, uh, I, I had sort of seen this movie before. Um, this and a, a couple of the movies that we're doing this month, I like, I had just kind of had on in backgrounds at different times. And this is one of those movies that like at Halloween parties when I was young, this movie would be on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never like really sat down to watch it. It was just all, like I'd seen bits and pieces of it over the years. Um, but I will say it was scary how much I hated it. Wow. <laughs> uh, so Zach and Scott, you were both late bloomers on right. this. Can you speak a little bit to why you hated it? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, overall, I just felt like almost none of the jokes landed for me. The only time in the movie where I legitimately laughed, not like laughing at it, but like laughed with it was the putting on the Ritz scene was just hilarious that scene is i think about it often and like when i think about uh like just that song or whatever that's the only thing i can think about (laughs) (laughs) uh it's it's one of those bits that is timeless like and no matter how many times you see it you're gonna laugh yeah but i think that there were there was a lot of like good and silly parts like you didn't think it was really funny (laughs) when uh What's his face? The inspector comes out with the monocle over his eye patch and the dumb like arm that he's got to move around. You didn't laugh at that at all. Um, I I found it more annoying. Really funny. I I I thought it was amusing. I didn't think it was funny. It's one of those things when you watch a comedy a lot that I don't remember if I laughed the first time I saw it. Right. But I know it's coming, so I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna crack up at everything that I know is coming. Right. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like it was like, oh yeah. Ha ha. Um, but I don't know for me, uh, this is like, I'm going to get hate mail for this. I know it. And, but it, that's fine. Cause so are Zach and Scott. It sounds like, um, (laughs) this is my least favorite Mel Brooks movie. I think it might be my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people it is, but like for me, like watching this, it's like, I find Spaceballs so much funnier and more memorable. Like all the gags are just super memorable to me. I think this is Mel Brooks' favorite Mel Brooks movie. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it might be. Isn't this kind of considered his best movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah he he that. said. I think he said that he didn't think it was his funniest movie, but he thought it was the best movie he had ever done. Interesting. Okay. And I don't know. I feel like it was just a little. Maybe it was. Maybe for me, it was just a little too on the nose of being. Um, you know, like it's a parody, uh, or maybe a spoof of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. uh, the book, of course, but more specifically the, like we've kind of talked about the original movie from like the 19, 19- I, a long time ago, thirties or something like that. Forties. Uh-huh. Um, the original Frankenstein movie, this is a, like a, a, it, it's paying homage, but it's also kind of a spoof, you know? 
but for me, it was a little too on the nose. Like I kind of felt like I'm not laughing a ton. I feel like I would rather just watch the original Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I disliked it a lot. I also laughed at that scene uh, with the but not the reds. <laughs> <not the> reds. <laughs> um, I would say I enjoyed the uh, hunchback character the most. Igor. Igor. Igor yeah. Um, he said a couple things that that made me chuckle, but for the most part, I did not like it. It it was boring. It was long. I'm not so even. glad it wasn't longer. Well, that uh, is a, another little bit of trivia we pulled up that there was an original cut of the movie that was. So what? This movie was like two hours. It, it was, was close to two. Hours. It was they close, had yeah. an almost four hour cut of this movie that everybody thought was just awful, and they went through and trimmed, but. Well, Scott and I watched it together as we have many movies because, you know, we're roommates. We've talked about that on the on the show here. And there was a point we were watching it. Uh, one of the to kind of spoil spoiler alert. Uh, one of the movies that we're going to be doing uh, in in this month is going to be Child's Play mm-hmm. nominated by Scott. And uh, at one point, Scott checked the time and we were like an hour 45 into it. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is still happening. And Scott's like, the good news is at least Child's Play will be over by now. Like, because <laughs> like, I, I know what Child's Play is going into it. Yeah, I'm like, it's not a great movie. Yeah, but. but but this movie, like I wasn't ever put out of my misery. <laughs> like, Damn, <laughs> you're up, Zach. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to pull a Scott in because I haven't formally told any of you guys what I thought of this movie. So I want to hear like, what would you guys think I thought of it? It sounds like you didn't like it. Okay. You give that oof at the beginning. I'll think that. I think on the whole, you were on the middle ground with it. I feel like you feel an obligation to like it a little bit. Okay. But you'll land somewhere in the middle. I think you hated it. Okay. Um, Scott's probably the closest to correct. Um, I I thought it was okay. Um, I enjoyed it up to a certain part, and I think I enjoyed it almost kind of like I would enjoy a, like a little piece of history. Um, like th- it's interesting to see where comedy was back then. And it reminded me of some of the comedies that I really like, like some of the like sucker brothers comedies, like airplane and naked gun to kind of see like, uh, I'm assuming that this kind of inspired those kind of movies. Cause it felt really similar. Some of the like gags, like werewolf. Oh, werewolf, their wolf, their castle. Like there were certain moments like that where it's like, Oh, I enjoy this kind of humor. And like, that's kind of funny. Like I'm kind of like, smiling to myself yeah yeah you know um but i got pretty bored pretty quickly um i didn't think that like it felt like there weren't a lot of jokes like it felt like we would go 20 minutes without a joke and maybe i'm just missing them but it, it was like i can't even find a joke that i just don't necessarily think is funny and i saw like i was reading some reviews of it um not any professional reviews but just some like random reviews on a site and someone was saying like this is Mel Brooks masterpiece because he's not trying to cram in so many jokes and I was thinking like I feel like we could have used more yeah Yeah. at least twice the jokes yeah like um and I haven't seen a ton of Mel Brooks but I've seen Spaceballs a long time ago but I remember thinking it was really funny and so I'm with you I thought I think Spaceballs is way funnier way more memorable um, maybe because like I grew up watching Star Wars and obviously I didn't grow up watching Frankenstein. So I don't have that connection to it, but, um, 
I enjoyed it for for what it was. I was like pretty into it for the first maybe 45 minutes, hour of it, but I got bored pretty quickly. I don't think I would ever watch this movie again. I did not actively hate it by any means, and I wouldn't even say I disliked it, but it, it really didn't do very much for me, and I would never really want to watch this again. That's interesting. You're talking about like the joke. Like, I agree. Like, maybe they could have had more jokes in it when I was watching. Like, some of the jokes fell flat for me, even though I do love it. But I think I was interested in the movie still, even when it wasn't a joke. I was like, this is like interesting enough to keep me entertained, just like what it's going on around, you know? Yeah, there's nothing like, nothing about the story or the characters where I was like compelled to uh, stay invested in it. It was just like, really, I'm only here to laugh and I wasn't laughing that much. Like, I think uh, Gene Wilder's probably the least funny part of this movie, but I think that he carries the movie. Like, you know, it's not... Mm -hmm. Without him, I think I realize it's a comedy and the plot's not supposed to be super strong in it. But he was like opposite of his grandfather and like enunciated his name differently, all that kind of stuff. And then found the stuff and immediately switched with no, yeah, it can no work, regard. You know? Well, here's the thing is it like worked. he called his grandfather a madman for what he did, but then the next day it worked and then he tried it himself. Well, didn't his grandfather do it successfully too? I, I thought he just didn't believe in it. I guess we could get into it. I don't know. We could start. Yeah, I I just want to I want to clarify just to to reduce some of the hate mail. I love Mel Brooks. I really do. Uh, I love the producers. I love Spaceballs. I love you know Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles is very. Funny. Uh, I love Mel Brooks, and for me, this is just not. It just I'm. It just didn't hit. Just didn't connect. Did uh, he do? <laughs> Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Who did that? No, uh, no. I know Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder. I just wasn't Will, sure. Gene Wilder no, was no. in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, he also directed that one. But no, uh, no, I don't believe okay. so. That's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. And Mel Mel Brooks, you can smell a mile away because he really kind of like invented, uh, like he really kind of invented the idea. Uh, I, at least I'm I'm pretty sure of like spoofing and you know. So we have a long, like we have tons of movies that exist today because of Mel Brooks, like yeah. because of his influence. Um, but no, not not Willy Wonka. Although interestingly, uh, it was another Mel who did Willy Wonka. Who Mel Stewart? I just looked that up. I don't know. Who that I don't is. know who that is either. But I was I was looking it up and and I looked and it said Mel and I was like, oh my gosh, Mel Brooks did do this? Like I had no idea. <laughs> Mel Stewart. But uh, yeah, uh, he uh, Mel Brooks is is truly truly terrific. Um, but let's uh, let's jump into the play by play on this. Jake. Real quick, I'm just curious, Jake. When when did you watch all these super old movies? Like you've nominated Dirty Harry, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I, a lot. Like, like, I don't know when I was a kid. I did not grow up watching movies from the 70s. Well, my you know? I mean I don't know my parents might be older than your parents but like my dad watches stuff that is too old for him even really but then you know you just sit around and like i uh like scott watched uh tbs on saturday mornings i watched mm. like andy griffith and the rifleman you know <laughs> gotcha so yeah for sure i i watched some of that like i watched old television more than i watched as a kid more than i watched old mm -hmm. movies but i'm with you zach like i i, I don't think i ever saw a movie from the 70s as a kid I, the only one i did was probably indiana jones was that i guess 80s? that was 80s yeah wasn't mm, it no yeah. it was early the first indie was 70s i'm pretty sure i don't think so 
We well, should, no, we, we did review yeah. it. I, that's why I'm that. confident that and it's not. Raiders of the Lost Ark came out June 12, 1981. Mm. Um, but yeah, like... I, I uh, Over the... In between the last two episodes, uh, or the last episode in this one, I went through and updated our document to have all of our all historic, of our stuff, like... Yeah data so that Smart. i can just pull it up for you guys nice. when nice. i disagree about something i can just be like well in fact this is what it is this is what it is but i i also grew up on a lot of old tv shows with my grandparents like bonanza little house on the prairie i didn't like little house on the prairie prairie so i didn't watch that but i watched a lot of bonanza and Gunsmoke and oh like dragnet dragnet sucks by the way oh yeah hot take yeah no dragnet <laughs> does suck murder she wrote did you watch murder she wrote no oh uh, do we want to do that new segment thing i brought it hot, up so we might as well hot yeah take, do it hot takes, hot takes the, slash rex why don't you uh why don't you uh explain the segment to so us? so we were talking a little bit but we've been talking about adding kind of a new segment um and we decided to kind of mash the two where uh it this is an opportunity for us to one recommend something um preferably like a show or like probably a movie that doesn't fit our mold of like, you definitely should have seen this. This is a classic. How could we have not have seen this yet? Probably, probably uh, something a little newer or also just provide another hot take on something that we're not covering. Um, so I can kind of start us off. If yeah. You want me is to it hotter it. than my take on Dragnet? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. You I have no idea what Dragnet is. is. Yeah. It's so. an old police procedural. <laughs> It's awful. Is it well loved? Is uh, that a hot take? I wouldn't know. I don't know. I mean, my dad loves it. I could text um, my grandpa and see if he likes Dragnet. Mr. Wilson, he probably did. It. Yeah, it okay. was. It was. I'll sort tell of like, him my friend hates it. Yeah, do it was. It. See it what was, he thinks. It was sort of like early uh, Law and Order, NYPD Blue, or like one of those mm -hmm. that like everybody like just sure. maybe not. Sure. No one like sat and loved like. Was oh, like it's back on. When but there's it was only like, three TV channels. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I don't have any hot takes, uh, but I do have a recommendation. Um, there's a new movie on Netflix came out maybe a week or two ago called the devil all the time. Oh, I want to watch that. Yeah. Um, I watched it. Um, Tom Holland is in it. There's a lot of really great people. Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Bill Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård. Um, and I really liked it. It's pretty, it's kind of slow. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty slow and it's kind of long. Um, but I, I feel like it creates a really unique kind of atmosphere and it's this older, like, I think it takes place in the forties or fifties or something like that, which is just kind of a, a time frame that I enjoy. Um, it's super dark, like really freaking dark. So if you're not down for that dark and depressing and just kind of brutal, um, don't watch it. But if you are into that and you want to see some like really great performances, especially from Tom Holland, he like really blew me away. Hmm. I only knew him as Peter Parker. Right. And so Which he's amazing at, but sure, yeah. that could just be Tom Holland being and Tom Holland. This just yeah. kind of showed me like he's not a one trick pony. He yeah. was really great in this. I enjoyed it a lot. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Thank you. Anybody else have any other uh, recommendations, hot takes before we uh, jump into the play by play of... I went and saw Tenet this last week. That was really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I recommend it. Christopher Nolan doing Christopher Nolan things. I saw it. Go in expecting to watch it a second time. I couldn't uh, understand anything they were saying. Um, and I I already have that issue kind of with movies. Like, oh, so I a lot of times have to watch it with subtitles. Some of the backward sequences were difficult for you. No, no, just even them talking. <laughs> but I've also, I've seen a lot of complaints online of like the sound mixing was not great. Mm. And I think maybe I was up in Northern California visiting family and we were in a really small town. So it could have been like that combined with just not the best theater. 
I'm going to have to wait for it to come out and watch it with subtitles because I missed a lot of important stuff. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, but yeah, I haven't gotten to yet. It seems like movie theaters open and then everybody watched this movie without me. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I should have invited only, you to come up to weed yeah. and we could watch it. There's together. only three yeah, movies out right now. So... And one of you them know. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I watched I watched uh, A New Hope. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, the so theater. movie theaters are like, yeah, we want to reopen. And all these movie uh, studios are like, well, we don't have anything for you. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to the uh, they're going to the archives to pull well, out. I think this is the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Sure. I but think. I think it's also just convenient because all the studios pushed back their uh, release dates like really far because we didn't know when theaters would reopen, Mm -hmm. Uh you know, but uh, that's pretty funny. I think I'm trying to think if I have a recommendation. I'm not watching anything new or cool. I started watching Deadwood again uh, because I had watched it once. It very, uh, very gritty, very adult. If you're not into that kind of thing, don't watch it, but it's a good show that I feel like I haven't heard very many people talk about. Well, I do have uh, a hot take that was specifically inspired by Young Frankenstein. Uh, if uh, if you've never seen Hemlock Grove, I I recommend it. It's on I Netflix, haven't. and uh, it's a you know it's sort of like maybe a more uh, dr- like uh, dramatic version of Twilight, <laughs> but okay. without like a yeah. Uh, but it's like, you know, vampire werewolf. And then there is a high school and they're in, they are in high school Oof. and, uh, <laughs> they, uh, there is a character though. That is this freakish girl. She's super, super tall, bulky has like a, you know, mat one eyes massive. And she glows blue sometimes like when she's emotional, but her name's Shelly. And uh-huh. so, and she like throughout her arc, she, like it's revealed that like she's based on Frankenstein. Oh. And so she, naming her Shelly was, was an homage to, to Mary Shelley. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, Hemlock Grove, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I loved it. And, uh, Dan, of course, you know, I want to, I want to give him a shout out. Dan and I used to talk about that show cause we, we both watched it quite a bit. So Hemlock Grove. Check it out. Well, uh, Young Frankenstein, let's jump into the play-by-play. Yeah, so we open up on um, Victor. His name is Victor in the movie, right? I believe so. Yeah. No, his name is Frankenstein. You're you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Victor Frankenstein, uh, giving a, he's a neurosurgeon and he's giving a lecture and um, he is revealed to be the great grandson, I want to say, of the infamous, I guess, Dr. Victor Frankenstein who made his monster in Transylvania. Oh, also we, we open on a, a part that did make me laugh where they just pry open his coffin and take a book from him. <laughs> and, uh, that somebody's there to basically execute his will a long time after he died. Way uh, after that, yeah. yeah. And he has inherited this castle in Transylvania and he's going to go there and start being Baron von Frankenstein. By the way, it was, uh, uh, Friedrich Frankenstein was his name. Oh yeah. It was Friedrich. That, Friedrich. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he goes, he leaves his fiance behind and she's awful. By yeah, the way, just the worst. Yeah. I thought that scene was kind of funny. That was another one. It's like, Oh, like yeah. I, I, I see d- how this is kind of inspired other jokes that I've seen in other movies. 
Yeah, like, yeah. They're like, don't touch the hair, don't touch, you know. I yeah. thought that was kind of funny. I mean, yeah, I guess for me, like you had made a comment once. I don't remember. Oh, I think it was I think it was in our, our first uh movie that we ever reviewed on this show, Stand By Me. Um, you had said that you had seen all the movies that had come after this and now it kind of spoiled you for that. And yeah. I felt that way with some of these gags where mm -hmm. it was like, Definitely. yeah, I guess I've seen that done again and again now. And I understand that this was the first time, but I feel like I've seen it done better. Yeah, sure. and executed better. So now yeah. this doesn't feel as good. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that was, maybe for me, that was, that was my issue with, with some of those. Yeah, gags. I guess I saw this before I saw many movies, so right you know, right yeah that didn't have that yeah so the you uh you had the gift of seeing it with fresh eyes so uh so he gets on the train yeah and i don't know how he takes a train from new york to transylvania that was my biggest uh, <laughs> that was my biggest beef with the movie yeah i mean that itself could have been a joke could have been that's kind of funny it was it because it seemed like he was on the same train and it's yeah. just like they come back <laughs> and he's just like there's a bunch of just like eastern european people around <laughs> yeah him. exactly yeah. well and there's like a sign on the train that's like the the sign was like in english before it's in german now like mm -hmm. it was just like uh -huh. yeah like it's the same train but it's not it's definitely a different train but like that's just the gag is that it's like uh, everything changed but nothing changed yeah and then uh he, so he meets igor or Igor, Igor, who he, uh, he, he, uh, sorry. They just have that weird interaction when he's like, oh, your name is Frederick. He's like, no, it's Friedrich. And he's like, do you, well, my name is Igor. He's like, they told me it was Igor. Yeah. That whole thing. And then he, he, uh, that all, that part also made me laugh when he's like, hey, you know, I'm a pretty good surgeon. If you want me to do something about that hump. And he's like, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they go to the castle in a, in a hay cart with his assistant, um, and I'm blanking on her name right now. Inca. Yeah. Uh, up to the castle. And that's where that bit came in with Zach when they hear the howling wolf. Um, yeah. And that was Mel Brooks off camera because. Howling. Yeah. Gene Wilder said he would only be in this movie if Mel Brooks was not in it. So he just wanted to make an appearance. Interesting. And yeah. He said he felt like it would ruin the illusion to throw Mel Brooks in the movie. Because Mel Brooks is in, I think he's in every one of his movies. Yeah. And I guess this is the only place he's there and he's the shrieking cat off screen but he's not on screen in this movie <laughs> that's funny yeah that's interesting um and so they get to the castle and they meet uh frau von hammersmark who she's my favorite part of this movie i think cloris leachman is great uh in everything i've ever seen her in do you think that means that this is in the same universe as in glorious bastards yeah, I think you just said the wrong name. Oh, you're right. What's her name? <laughs> Frau, Frau Blucher. Blucher. And then the horses Winnie every time they say her name. Yes. And they like rear. I don't understand. I'd never got that. I think they're just afraid of her. Oh. Like she's just awful and terrible. And like even when there are, there's no horses on screen anywhere. Like I think it happens again because they say Frau Blucher. They're inside and then the horses Winnie and then Gene Wilder looks around. He's like, he, what? Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I, they were in the in the dungeon, like they're like deep in that castle, and yeah. and yeah, yeah. I I guess it was just maybe there were a lot of jokes that maybe maybe they just went over my head. Like someone, please reach out to me and tell me why the horses Winnie whenever they say Frau Blucher's name. I thought it was funny every time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're like spending like just kind of getting used to the place and they spend their first night in there and uh, Frederick starts hearing some noise, some uh, music playing and he just decides to go follow it 
and it leads him right into the old dungeon that his grandfather had used to make the monster. Uh, that whole bit where the, it's like the rotating bookcase, I also thought. Was oh, that funny. part was funny. I thought that was kind of funny too. I figured More specifically when who's the his assistant Inca Inca, Inca when she was like, what whatever she said when she gets trapped. Yeah, yeah. I'm not explaining it in a funny way, but, but it was, it was <laughs> just watch it, you know. Yeah, I think. Well, I think she says the same thing that he just says, YouTube like, that scene. Don't watch the movie, but YouTube that scene. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought the whole point was that they're going to watch the movie and well, hopefully like, they watched it before listening to this. Yeah. I don't know how this podcast. I don't comes know across. if anyone's going to want to watch this after we're finished <laughs> talking about it. I love it. So, <laughs> so for all of our, uh, our Jake stands out there. Or Jake stands. There's like 40 people that listen. I wonder how many stands I have. At least seven. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Dude, I would. Thanks. I would guess so. I'd take it. It's more than I would have guessed. <laughs> I don't. I think my own family stands Zach uh, more than me. <laughs> do, they, do they really? Uh, that, I don't know. That's just like when we were first starting and they were still listening because people were driving in cars and stuff. They're yeah. Like, oh, like Zach's really funny. And I was like, thanks, guys. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the podcast oh great what do you think your friend's funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loud and clear mom yeah. I'll, just, I'll hang it up i'll hang it up now and we'll just let zach take over yeah i think that's i think that's uh our, a very fair plan zach why did i love this movie <laughs> uh i wish i had a funny i'm sorry i'm gonna let jake's family down but i don't have a funny thing to say to that all right well they're probably not gonna listen anyways <laughs> <laughs> they're not driving in cars anymore yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, so he comes across his grandfather's old notes and is uh, pretty much immediately turned around. He <laughs> he has been Frankenstein adamantly and he hates everything to do with his crazy grandfather. Uh, and then I guess he just found out that he did it. I don't know exactly what happened, but he decides to go for it. And so the next day he sends Igor out to, you know, go exhume a body. I hated Igor. Really? I think, Scott, you said you liked that character. It was the most amusing for me. He, yeah, I didn't find him amusing. I didn't think he was funny. hated him. He was the least amusing for me, too. Yeah. Like, his, like, fourth wall breaks were, like, a little, like, I don't know. They, it just felt, like, too much. Like, he over overdid yeah. the role. I'll tell you what, he is unfortunate looking. Like, you should look up a picture of him not as Igor. He's still, his eyes are still he, popping out of his just head. just looks yeah. like Igor. Yeah. 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 Well, that was what, while we were watching it, Scott was like, how did they do that? Like, how did this they make really his eyes look uh, like that? And I said, yeah, no, I like, that's just really what he looks up, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was another bit that I thought was funny. Him hunched over so much when they're getting off the, the train, and then he hands him the tiny walking stick. He's like, no, take this. And he's having him <laughs> hobble like that. I, yeah. That made me laugh. Um, I, I I think I laughed at that. But yeah, so they're going, they're exhuming a body and uh, they're looking for the right brain. And so he, say, he sends Igor to the brain deposit. Oh, that part was kind of funny I too. Thought that, that idea is really funny to me. Just And then they had the brain depository has a, has a drop box that you can just drop brains off yeah. in <laughs> to donate. Uh, and he ends up uh, breaking the brain that he was supposed to get, who was like mm -hmm. a great scientist. And he gets uh, Abby Normal's brain. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was kind of a funny bit. Yeah. I thought Abby Normal was funny, like that he he read that and thought it was, I, I thought that was funny, but I hated the whole notion of a brain depository. And that <laughs> it whole, was just why? so silly <laughs> and was, like so yeah. funny to me. Yeah, it was, I think, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe 
Maybe I was just that's the stuff. Of maybe this, I'm wrong. That's the the like the part of this movie that I enjoyed. It just felt like there wasn't enough of that kind of stuff. I could have done with more of it, but I still like I you know like sure. that. Those are my favorite parts. Sure, like yeah. the putting on the Ritz is the best part of the movie. Oh yeah, you know. I guess maybe that's what it is. Is I came in expecting Mel Brooks. Yeah. And it was expecting like a, all those things. A watered down version. And so they apparently had a, a movie that was like twice the length, you said. Yeah. And they cut it down and maybe they cut out a all lot the of the, like all the <laughs> Mel Brooks bits except for a few. And uh, so then when, when it happens, I'm like, what? Like it just felt incongruous to like the tone of the movie. Otherwise, you know, it's interesting. Uh, and I, the reason I think you might not be right about that is because that putting on the Ritz scene was a Gene Wilder's idea and Mel Brooks didn't want it. Like he really didn't want it because he thought it would not be in keeping with the tone. And they got in such a huge fight that Gene Wilder stormed off and like was not going to work on him with the movie anymore. Cause he wanted it so bad. That That's just, like some Clint Eastwood yeah. style but, crap. So then they filmed it to humor him, and then everyone was like, no, this is really funny, and huh. we put it in. Yeah. Well, uh, Brain Depository, if I had a lot more gags like that, I might have liked that more, because I just might have been like looking for it and expecting it, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, they, they're going, and they, they make a monster. Actually, he, they think they failed, and like nothing happens, and then we cut to a mob scene where they're worried that uh frederick is going to follow in victor's footsteps and make a monster and i thought this scene was funny and honestly a little bit relevant today where they're like what what did what do these scientists know like what are they going to do i don't trust him and they're just like a mob and then uh the inspector comes up at one point i don't know if it's in this scene or the next scene where he's like a mob is a really ugly thing i think it's time for one right yeah yeah, yeah. And, it was it was good and it was pointed for sure and I think that that uh, inspector, I keep forgetting his name, but he was one of my favorite characters too. I thought he was so silly and like like his eye patch over his monocle. I think that's what got him the part was he said he would wear an eye patch, a monocle over an eye patch, and they were like, "Okay, <laughs> you can have it." <laughs> but I had to turn the subtitles on to know what he was saying. <laughs> sure, um, I think we watched it with subtitles. I watched it with subtitles as well. I don't think we did. No, okay. Maybe I just understood him. He is hard to understand a lot of the time. Well, I I loved that he would like that was part of the gag. Like there, like it yeah. happened several times where he says something indistinguishable, and, and the whole like everyone he's talking to is just like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's coming to check things out, and then the monster just comes alive while he's there and they have like these bits where it's like did you say something he's like no i was just yawning and like it's the monster moaning from the dungeons yeah and they're playing darts and um i forget why he starts throwing darts out the window well yeah gene wilder's just uh or you know the, the character frankenstein is just nervous about like the monsters woken up and i have this cop here and so like every time like i, I think every time a sound happens or every time like he uh like says something he like gets anxious and accidentally throws the dart out the window and then it, it, it hits a cat outside and that is also that's a mel brooks improv he just did it when he threw the dart out the window and didn't tell anybody um but yeah so then he leaves and there's darts in everybody's hair hats and uh the tires in their car are popped and uh they come back down and they find the monster uh just played by peter boyle I, who I only know from Everybody Loves Raymond. Right. 
That's what. Oh yeah. No one knows him from anything other I than. I knew he looks familiar. I said I while we were watching that. it. Yeah. But yeah, I love him, and everybody loves Raymond, and I think he's good as uh, an inarticulate monster. Yeah, it's kind of the same character. Yeah, in a lot of ways. <laughs> if he just sat down and put his hand down his pants. Yeah. It'd be a it'd be a good Frank. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, the monster gets loose. Well, so a few things happen. It's revealed that they use an abnormal brain in the monster, and that's right. why he can't talk. And then Cloris Leachman comes down, and this is what I think is the funniest part of the movie is where she's very dramatically like saying, "Oh, I led you down here. I did this. I set him free." And they're like, "Just say it. Just say it." And she's, "He was." my boyfriend and that part, like, it's just so silly and like i just wasn't ready for it uh, the first time and every time i watch it i laugh out loud at that part uh as well as uh, a couple other ones whereas I, I was sitting alone in my house and i was like chuckling to myself yeah which i don't do very often when i'm by myself yeah um but yeah the monster gets out and he has some adventures he uh plays with a little girl and uh accidentally throws her into the second story of her house or her parents come to check on her. He goes and sees a she blind. She instantly falls asleep. Did he kill her? He might have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes and he meets a blind man played by Gene Hackman, who just volunteered to play the role for free because he read the script and he's like, I want to get into comedy. Um, and I think that that scene is funny. I know you guys were saying you did not like it. Or did you? No, but I didn't. No? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> He's lighting him on fire. He's pouring soup on him. None of that did anything for you. Nope. Yeah. And then he just I, so I think it's all what Tyler said before. Like I've seen all of this before. And so for me, it was like, eh, this is just poorly executed. All the other jokes I've seen in these types of movies. Yeah, I, I liked it, but I did think. And in fact, I said, uh, as soon as uh, the monster runs back out the door, um, I said, man, what a rough role for Gene Hackman. And Scott said, who? And I said, the guy playing the the blind, you know, monk or whatever. And uh, Scott was like, who? And I was like, Gene Hackman. And, and, I, and I showed him a picture and he's like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, what? And I'm like, Hoosiers, uh, the replacements, uh, you know, and I just start naming off all these like, great iconic gene hackman roles enemy of the state was he's, the one i remembered him from. i have yeah. seen him in enemy of the state as well and i wish i didn't he's uh, royal tenenbaum yeah like i listed so many things and scott's like nope 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 and finally like it it was uh the uh enemy of the state mm -hmm. and he was like oh yeah okay i, I, I remember him is. in the replacement as like, well and i'm like the, like gene Just, hackman <laughs> like i haven't seen a ton of gene hackman movies but i can immediately pick him out of a lineup oh uh, yeah but i don't i don't do the whole names thing you just don't call people by their names. Not people I don't know, except for Danny Boy. Except for oh, Danny, yeah. I thought you knew Danny. <laughs> I do. That's why I call him Danny. Okay, so he is somebody you know. Yeah, and that's not breaking the rule. Correct. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, but that and that 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 line he has at the at the end always legitimately made me sad when he's so sad. And he's like, I was gonna make espresso. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. And apparently the crew thought it was really funny. That's why they have a, a cut to black is because they couldn't everybody was laughing too hard that they had to just cut it because they couldn't stop people from laughing on set. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. So like everyone was laughing on set and they just couldn't keep it in. <laughs> and so that's why it just is a hard cut to black right there, which I didn't think it was that funny, but I no. guess it was the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things when you work with people like, you, like 
that like something just yeah. like hits and it's very inside and you think it's hilarious, but it's Definitely. one of those, well, you had to be there kind of a thing. You know, it could be that. Yeah. It could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if you didn't write that line and they just say it, it could be really funny, but like watching the movie thinking that was a written joke, it was like, eh, that was whatever. Right. Was fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we, I think we're, uh, we run a little long. Maybe I should speed it up. I mean, um, we're we're getting close to the end of the movie. Yeah, I'm down to wrap it up. All right, let's that's do it. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to make so. sure I wasn't I wasn't going too long on it. But uh, yeah, they bring the monster back, and uh, everybody hates him. But they somehow manage to calm him down. I don't remember what they give him. They oh, they just tranquilizer him, and then that scene where he's getting chokes, and then he starts playing charades. Yes, he's like three words. Yeah, that yeah, part was kind of funny. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and that then was someone else funny. gets choked, well, and then and then yeah, he said, <laughs> "Give him a set of give," and then he yeah. starts choking him, and then Igor is doing the charades again. Yeah. That part know, was pretty funny. Was funny. It was. It was um, a good bit. And then he goes in there with the monster chained up and he's like, don't let me out. No matter what I say, no matter what I do, don't let me out. <laughs> and then he immediately closes the door and they're like, let me out of here. What are you doing? I didn't mean it. And then uh, that part. And then he ends up just getting through to him and he, he, he uh, talks him up and he calls him handsome and the mon monster's just flattered. <laughs> and then uh, that's when he comes around and they're like Frankenstein. And then he yells, my name is Frankenstein. And He's all on board. They take him out to show him to people, which seems, you know, kind of cruel, but I guess he's a reanimated monster. And that's when they give that, uh, the that great, great put part, on the which we've talked to death at this point. So I'll keep, uh, I'll just keep going. Um, the mob, and then a, a light blows and the monster is afraid. And then he kind of goes on a rampage she laughing at Zach? It's just the way that, and then he is afraid, just yeah. talking through his emotions and whatnot. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, he's, he's a, a monster. monster. He doesn't he's have monster, that complex yeah. of an emotion. Yeah, know? I'm not saying, like, I'm not disagreeing. It's just funny to me. <laughs> yeah, but he ends up going on a rampage, and the town is just rioting uh, up against them. And what uh, Frederick plans on doing is putting some of his something inside the monster and taking something from the monster. I don't know. They were hooked up to some machines, something from his brain. And then the town comes in and they, they, they use the inspector as a battering ram with his fake arm <laughs> and they bust down the door and they cut it off too soon. And, uh, the monster is now just really smart. Yeah. And, and just like a normal, normal, like has like an eloquent, uh, like monologue that he gives. Yeah. And then it doesn't look like Frederick is going to make it. Um, but he does. I don't know if we talked about, they talked about how he got out. They don't. Mm. Oh, another part. <laughs> another part we missed is that the monster stole his fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then Frederick is freed up to be with Inga. Made sweet, sweet love to her in a graveyard. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, Inga <laughs> elevated Frederick. Although I got to say, like, did not make sweet, sweet love to her. Like it started off super rapey. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. It ended up it ended up being sweet, sweet love. It wasn't. Yeah. It's not a great message. No, but but it was the seventies. So yeah, different yeah. times. Different times. Different times. I mean, pretty much the same thing happened in Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. True. True. But uh, so they uh, he he's uh, the monster. I guess is Mister Seal your girl. Yeah, he marries 
Frederick's fiance. Yeah. And at the end, he's living a mundane life. She's like, he's going to parties with her dad and he's like bored. Reading the newspaper in yeah. bed. And then she comes out of the bathroom and it's revealed that she's the bride of Frankenstein with that crazy yeah. hairdo. Yeah. Uh, and then Frederick marries Inga and he has a bit of the monster in him too when she <laughs> starts humming that song. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Yep. Does that imply that... Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we need to say it. <laughs> he got the monster's dick. <laughs> yes. Are we going to oh, okay, that? okay. Yeah. Correct. Oh, you got You going to edit that? I don't know. We can keep I, No, we'll it. keep right. it. Mild. We'll keep it. Let's do it. <laughs> I got to score some points with your family somehow. Yeah. I don't think that's the way to do it. <laughs> They'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, and so, yeah, Young Frankenstein, it was a thing that we watched. Uh, <laughs> it was. What uh, were, uh, it's now that time where uh, we're going to spin up the servers. Oh, wait, hold on. I have a favorite part, favorite line. I oh, I'm sorry. Favorite part, favorite line. I, I, <laughs> I, I totally skipped over that. I missed it because it was at a minor point in the movie. But uh, the other part that makes me laugh, like this one made me laugh like hard was when they were talking and Frederick was disappointed that uh, it seemed like the monster wasn't going to come back to life. And then Igor says, he's like, you know what my dad would always say at a time like this? And he says, what? He said, what the hell are you doing in the bathroom all day? Uh, why don't you give someone else a chance? And I don't know. I know it's coming and it still gets me. That that was legitimately my favorite line too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it was just like, it like I, I, I didn't love, like I wasn't laughing hysterically because it was like, yeah, that's a joke that like, that's a kind of a joke that I've heard a thousand times. And, and like we said, like maybe done better later. And it's a uh, part of it is like I said, like I really didn't love Igor, Igor all that much, but I, that was, I, I really liked that. That was probably my favorite line. I had to pause the movie cause I was laughing so hard at it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. At that? I really was. I paused the movie and I laughed for like a solid three minutes. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't have a favorite part. I didn't. I yeah. I didn't have a favorite part. Like, but all the bits that we talked about, like there were quite a few bits where I was, I chuckled or smiled to myself watching. So. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, a lot of it was maybe like even like a like a groaner. Like, yeah. oh, all right, sure, it was yeah. funny. I do have a. I think a decent recast. Oh, okay. I think if they were, and I do think that if they were to remake this now, it, even though it would probably piss off a lot of like Mel. Brooks fans, but I think they could remake it and make it really funny. Um, have Ryan Gosling play Frankenstein. There was okay. a lot of times where Gene Wilder is like yelling kind of crazy and Ryan Gosling does that really well. Yeah. Where he's kind of trying to play this like straight man has it all together, but the character clearly doesn't. And like Ryan Gosling can do that intensity. Like there were times where Gene would yell and like I felt like I was watching Ryan Gosling just kind of be manic and crazy. I think he could play that really well. Um, and then, I mean, that's really my main thing, but just build like a funny cast around him, have, uh, Seth Rogen be the monster or someone like him or yeah. like, like mm -hmm. you could just get other like comedians in there to be everyone else. Like Margot Robbie could be Inga. Like she can do funny. Um, I think Ryan Gosling would do a really great Frankenstein if they were to remake it now. I can see it. Yeah, I can absolutely see it. As soon as you said it, it made me think of all the times that uh, Ryan Gosling has been on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he does that type of like, you know, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like s s 
taking myself too seriously. Like over the top, over the top yeah. dramatic in a comedic, in a comedic way. way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like I've seen him do that a lot and he does very good at it. Yeah. I had a funny recast for the monster. I mentioned it to you, Scott, and I for completely forgot what it was. Do you do you remember? No. Uh, it was a stand-up comedian. It yeah, it was a it was. I a, don't remember his name. I remember you showed me the video of him. As somebody that makes oh, a lot of noises. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was uh, it was um, Bobcat Goldweight. Who? Oh, I've never watched any of his stuff. I don't know. Uh, did you ever see the movie, Jake, you saw in 1970s movies? Did you ever see Police Academy? I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember it. He's the guy, like his his acting bit is he used to, and I'm going to butcher this, but he used to do the... Yeah, okay. Like he made those noises all the time. Yeah. Jake knows it. Oh, exactly. Uh, You're talking about... Like yeah. he, that, that was kind of his like shtick. <laughs> And it was totally made up, but he made up this like character that was like, like maybe like drug addled or something like that. And he would just scream a lot. And I feel like he would have been a hilarious monster. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't do Seth Rogen. I would keep it in the, um, everybody loves Raymond family and just okay. cast Ray Romano as the monster. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Peter Boyle did it the, the first yeah. time. And then, yeah, yeah, now Ray Romano can do it. Not, uh, I forget. The guy that plays Robert. Brad something. Yeah. yeah. He would do a good job too, actually. I think he would be he a would better. Do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. He's tall and, you know. I just love seeing Ray Romano be Ray Romano in everything he's in. Yeah. He oh, always yeah. cracks. I would love he's just, not just, a good actor. <laughs> I would love to see him be Ray Romano as the monster. He's just, just like, always hey. so sad. Just, and like, everything. just be yourself. And he's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, it, I mean, he, Ray Romano and, and, uh, uh, he, like the, that show, uh, everybody loves Raymond was absolutely like, they were like, oh, this worked for Seinfeld. We'll take a stand up comic. Who's not a good actor and we'll have him just be him and we'll build a family around him or something. And it just didn't work as well as Seinfeld. So, but it's still, I like worked. it was Raymond. It still worked. It still, it still, worked. still worked. Brad Garrett. That's who I, was I would argue that plays. they yeah. it worked, and then they tried it again with uh, King of Queens, and that's when it really. You don't was, like King of Queens? Uh, I mean, not really. I I'm like, just not um, a big Kevin James fan. You know who I really like, and that is uh, what's Patton his Oswald? name? I love Pat Oswald in it, and also uh, Stiller. Ben Stiller's dad. Um, oh, Jerry oh, Stiller. Jerry yeah. Stiller. Yeah, he's super funny. He, yeah. Oh yeah. To Jerry be fair, I, I haven't seen a lot of King of Queens, so maybe it is. It's not that great. It's not that <laughs> I didn't great. think so. Yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. I watched a lot of TBS, and so I watched a lot of King of Queens. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Not that great. Would that be? I'd be like, fine never watching. You guys would again. take movie breaks and cleanse your palate with some King of uh, Queens, well, and typically in the like two to five o'clock range in the afternoons after school, it was all it was all comedy shows, it was gotcha. all sitcoms, yeah. and so that's when I would watch that kind it's of. It's like stuff. a good primer for the weekend. Like, yep. all right, let's you know. It was every day. Get some TBS in and then. Yeah. If I, if I wasn't outside playing wiffle ball, <laughs> I was inside watching TBS. Gotcha. What a childhood. Yeah. That's the American childhood right That's there. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, all right, Zach. I, while we were uh, talking through some of those things, I've got uh, the servers all spun up. Uh, and I, I actually got some additional bandwidth going for this because I think we're going to have to crunch some really hard numbers. You can go to like three decimal places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because I thought, you know, with, with how everything was going to go, we would need that. So, uh, Zach, we'll start with you. What would you give this movie? Um, I'm going to give this a 6.5 monster dicks. 
Nice. Scott? I'm going to give it five dances into a grunt. <laughs> wow. That was, that was rough on so many levels. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know the joke you're referring to. He's doing to. the putting, putting on, on the, the Ritz. Ritz. Oh, but I just made it worse. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Jake? Uh, I'm going to give it like eight shifting back humps. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give this, uh, uh, I'm going to give this 4.9 uh, times in movies in the seventies where rape was acceptable. That's better than I thought we would rate this. You movie. have a 4.9. Yes. I don't think it deserved that. <laughs> Another bit of trivia I didn't throw in was that this is uh, <laughs> declared, uh, you know, uh, historically. Jake, culturally. Do, you want, do you want to know why I did five? Why? Because you want I it to be did, worse there will be blood, blood was 5.1 and I couldn't in my right mind put it higher <laughs> or lower or yeah, higher than there will be blood. Wow. You disagree with Tyler's 4.9. I disagree that this does not deserve a 94 on a Rotten Tomatoes. Beep. Yeah, yeah. So the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it out. Sorry. Well, you know what? It's, I think that it's is a, far too high. Selected for preservation in the Library of Congress. That's significant. I think that that counts for something. <laughs> Screw know? the Library of Congress. They don't know what they're talking about. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, this movie uh, is a 61%. That hurts. On Rotten Potatoes. <laughs> That's better than I thought it would be. 61%. Just uh, for a little frame of reference, um, just a few weeks back, uh, we had rated Ghostbusters a 62 so one point lower. We did not than like Ghostbusters. They just don't like that though, because I feel like this was a little bit worse than Ghostbusters. They yeah, they just don't. Yeah, I would rather. I, mean, I rated it significantly higher than I rated uh, Ghostbusters. Actually, I don't know if I could. I rated Ghostbusters lower than this. Actually, I think I rated Ghostbusters a four. Ghostbusters didn't make any sense. Like the end of the movie did not. I, I feel like follow from the rest of the movie. It was so weird at the end. We also uh, just just for clarification, what was uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, yeah, one second, twenty six percent or something like that. It, it was it was low. Uh, hang on, let me find it. Um, it was a man. When did we do that? Oh, there it is. Uh, we gave it a twenty seven. Twenty seven percent. Yeah, that's yeah. still that's Jeez. still the lowest. <laughs> I don't think that we, I don't know that we could find a movie that would get lower than that. It would have hurt me if we rated this lower than Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we, yeah. We and Tyler looked at each other and we were like, this is bad, but it's not Napoleon Dynamite. It's not bad. Napoleon Dynamite bad. We also gave Dirty Harry a 61%. I'm more okay with that. I'd rather rewatch Dirty Harry. So would I. I think I found Dirty Harry funnier than this movie. Yeah. But it just, just wasn't trying to, not be. Trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> but it was hilarious. It was a m more enjoyable <laughs> time. Yeah. Yeah. Fat Mary. Oh, that's, just, <laughs> that's just good comedy. I guess we're watching no, the Deadpool. No, next. it was uh, Hot Mary. Hot Mary. Hot Mary. Hot Mary. Hot Mary. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to come back next week uh, where we're going to be continuing Spooktober. Hashtag the Oct is out uh, with Zach's choice. Halloween. Halloween. The original Halloween. Uh, if you could get that hashtag trending, just get on it. Not, not Wes Craven, right? Uh, 
know it, but I don't. We'll know next episode. We'll know next episode. <laughs> we'll know next episode. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, Jake. I know that you had a rough time uh, throughout this episode, so I wanted to give you the opportunity to, you know, have the last word. Just play me out, man. <laughs>